2: No brakes. No brakes. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway
3: podcast.
2: Well, throw another shrimp on the barbie. What a week it's been for the weather and uh, what an episode we've got for you today, which accidentally has turned out to be a bit of an Australia fest. Our special guest is Josh Pickering and a few of his mates are going to be appearing as well. Not least, Jason Doyle, who helped the Ipswich Witches race to a third triumph on the trot in the Premiership Pairs at Wolves on Monday. Yeah, we had the last laugh. Um, luckily, we could do that. and uh, I know they
0: would have been laughing if it went the other way, but- but it's the speedway and uh, it was a night. It was a nice night
2: after h- how hot it was. Keep listening to find out why Jason Doyle gives Josh Pickering a fuzzy feeling. Also, we get an update from Sam Masters on his injury situation. I've got a broken bone in my foot. I said, well, what can I do? He said, rest or operation, but you're going to
4: be out for six weeks either way. And I thought, well, I can't do either of them, so I'm just going to have to cop it on the chin, really.
2: So much more from the Premiership pairs and reaction to the Premiership meetings over the last week and a look ahead to what's in store over the coming days as well. And uh, in our third part of the show, the spotlight firmly on the Championship. We'll hear from the Glasgow boss Cammy Brown, Eric Riss, Jai Etheridge, Jonas Knudsen and much more all to come on this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. So it's another jam-packed episode, and to uh, help us work our way through it, I'm joined by uh, someone who's really been exciting crowds across British Speedway, both in the Premiership and in the Championship, a rider for both the Kingsland Stars and the Edinburgh Monarchs. Josh Pickering is with us. Hiya, Josh. How are we, yours? Ah, we're good, yeah. How, how are you doing with this weather? This must be like, is this warmer than being in Oz, or is this about what you would need? Nah, no, this your is summer? exactly
5: what we need. I, I think um, it's definitely making it feel like I am at home. So, um, yeah, well, it was a hot one yesterday. It will be happening, but I've, I've enjoyed the weather today, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I guess you guys, you're all a bit more uh, geared up for it, aren't you? You know, you've got aircon and stuff in your houses. That's the thing here. We don't have that, and that's why we're all. Yeah, well, I've,
5: been, I've, I've raced out and I've bought myself a couple of. Uh, tall standing fan, So it's definitely helping sleep at night, that's for sure.
2: (laughs) Let's talk about your season in general first. Um, You you made the move up to, well, captain at at Kings Lynn, moving from Sheffield in the premiership and of course, continuing with with Edinburgh as well. How's your season gone so far? So far on a
5: personal level, mate, I'm happy with how things are ticking along. Obviously, at times throughout the season, there's been little mistakes I've made. It's just, it's just normal and we only human, I suppose. But in a, uh, in a whole, on um, I am happy with how, you know, my performance are going for, for Kingsland, for Edinburgh and also abroad in Poland. So, uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm happy just to be injury free and, and enjoy me racing.
2: People like to be entertained, don't they? And of course they do. And I think that, that they're realizing now that when you're on the track, that you're not going to give up in a race, you're going to give a hundred percent and, uh that's what people love
5: yeah well to be honest there's um there's none there's no really races that I'm in that aren't exciting it's either you know I've I've in the past I haven't been known for my gating of course but it's something I have worked on but even if I'm you know I'm into the corner with with uh with all four and, and don't really get stuffed up in the first turn, I can sort of make my way through one or two passes and, and sometimes I can win the race and or others I can, you know, follow up with a second. But Speedway in itself, mate, it's, it's not always. Obviously, uh, the, the team's point of view, we need to score points and win races as much as possible. But no team or no fans wants to go and watch a team that wins 60-30 every week and, and just gets hammered. So, They uh, they do enjoy seeing a bit of excitement and I feel the what I bring, you know, to the sport in a way, um, yeah, I'm starting to open a few people's eyes up, I, I can say
2: the grand prix series the those kind of championships are are those the kind of things that you're you're ultimately aiming at in your career because of course the australian qualification works a bit differently from the europeans and from the brits but what where's your mind out there for the future yeah definitely mate
5: i'd love to be racing the grand prix um it is something i've always looked looked up to and and looked forward to but it's also it's always been a bit out of my reach and not really known the path to get there um but now I'm sort of an established rider in the UK. Uh, I've got sort of my grounds of where I am and where I'm going to be, you know, mentally even, just on a, a day-to-day basis type thing, but now that's moved to seasons and, and so on and so forth. So I uh, I know what's, what's expected. I know what has to happen for me to make the Grand Prix. Obviously, you need to race the Australian Championships and, and get in the top four. But that in itself, mate, is, is very tough to do. Um, so we'll just keep things going. It, it is the end future goal and, and I will get there one day. But Rome wasn't built overnight, so I'm, I'm not planning on I'm getting in there early because, you know, what. sometimes what comes easy doesn't last and what lasts don't come easy. So I'll just continue doing what I'm doing and, um, yeah, eventually I'll, I'll get to where I want to be.
2: Well, let's start by looking at um, some action then from this past week. And we'll begin with a meeting that you were involved in, the Premiership Pairs on Monday night at uh, Wolverhampton's Monmore Stadium. And it was Ipswich who completed a hat-trick of Premiership Pairs wins and now lead the series by 12 points with two rounds remaining. The Witches defeated Bellevue in the final at Monmore, with uh, both of their nearest challengers, Kings Lynn and Sheffield, failing to make the closing stages. Their semi-final against the hosts was resolved when Wolves' Nick Morris fell on the second lap, whilst in the final, Jason Doyle and Troy Batchelor got the better of Bellevue's Max Frick and Brady Kurtz, with Frick having raced to a 20-point maximum in the qualifiers. We'll hear from Jason Doyle in just a moment, but um, first to you, Josh, uh, and the Kings Lynn stars. How did it go for you?
5: Yeah, well, every every sort of race i there was a couple of times there i think we're at heat heat one then heat four and then we had a bit of a break then i was at heat nine 11 and 14 so um i seen you know before eight and things like that and then i seen heat 12 and 13 but it was a little bit hard to to watch a bit of the racing last night obviously it was so hot and and wolverhampton isn't a track that i've I've actually had the chance to race at. Obviously, when Kingling went there earlier in the year, I did do my first two rides, but I was really ill and I had to pull out of the meeting. So I didn't really learn anything. I didn't learn anything to do with my bike, the way the track rode. So for me, it was just going there to learn it, learn something new for today. And, um, and obviously, as the night was going on, I was changing the setups. But... Every single, every single bit of racing I did see, mate, it, it was definitely exciting and there was a lot of passing going on I, I, from what I've seen in some of the races. So um, as a neutral, as you said, for the sport, it's you couldn't ask for much more.
2: Yeah, it was definitely exciting to watch and um, and probably the best round so far. But we've still got two big rounds left and Ipswich leading the way. They've now got a 12-point lead with um, Jason Doyle and, and Troy Batchelor doing the business for them once again on Monday night. And Sheffield and Bellevue still to come. It's going to be quite a, a challenge, really, for anybody to, to really stake a claim to to that title if if they keep going the way they are. Yeah, definitely.
5: It's um, considering you know their first round at Peterborough. I think they got fifth um, to then go. You know, three wins on the trot. You can't take any credit away from them. But in saying, in saying that, also like Doily, they're out and out number one. Like he's he's just unbelievable. You know, so. Um, He's scored heavily every single place they have been and, and it's got him in a, a semi-final position but obviously Batch, he's, he's also backed him up as well so you've, uh, you've got to give him credit at, at stages throughout the night but they definitely were the, the better team last night and um, they deserve to win but for our point of view, we're going to Sheffield, it's a track I obviously learnt last year um, by then obviously as well like Richard, he's He's gone good there in the past. It's probably a track that he likes as well. So we're going there with every intention to try and to win it again. And and if um, Sheffield, for example, don't have the best night and, and we do have a good night and and also Ipswich, you know, it's we sort of want Bellevue to be up there with us, I suppose. But uh, at the end of the day, as long as we can continue going for a podium spot, then then that would be handy. Obviously, we won Peterborough. I think we got. Uh, third at where were we second
2: Uh, it was Peterborough
5: Ipswich Ipswich. we got we just missed out on the semis there by one point and then um, at uh, Kings Lynn we ended up third again just narrowly missed out it was a bit of a shame but it's the way things are and then um, you know we, we had last night again I think we missed out on three points for the semis so it's, we're there or thereabouts. We're not completely out of it. It's just a, a couple of little races we've got to work on and, and just make sure there's no last places in this uh, in this pairs tournament.
2: Well, let's hear from the man that did most of the damage for the Ipswich, which is on Monday night in the Premiership pairs at Wolverhampton. Jason Doyle is uh, speaking with Ryan Guest.
6: Well, yeah, first and foremost, obviously uh, three wins on the trot now. Certainly uh, got this uh, competition clicked in. Yeah, we um, stepped it up
0: after Peterborough. We knew how hard it was going to be with with the points. I guess um, all teams are so equal, and the, the last couple of rounds we've had, we needed to really just you not know, pull your finger out really, and then start scoring some points. But yeah, it was great to have Batch on on form tonight. He's been uh, he's picked up his game the last couple of meetings, and it was just. Yeah, it was uh, nice to get out in front and, and see uh, two Ipswich boys uh, in the final out in front and, and just made it easy.
6: Yeah, we certainly had a, a, a bit of a banter with the crowd as well, but he, he had the last laugh in the end.
0: Yeah, like Troy said, when things go wrong, you don't need to be booing when you break down. You obviously got emotions so high and you need to uh, try to calm it down. But when there's guys in the crowd sticking their fingers up, obviously Troy's going to bite and, and give it back. So. Yeah, we had the last laugh. Um, luckily, we could do that, and I know they would have been laughing if it uh, went the other way. But it's the speedway, and uh, it was a night. It was a nice night after h- how hot it was.
6: Yeah, from the team point of view, obviously, it was an important win over Bellevue. It must have been nice not to have a, a last heat decider last week. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think that's the, the biggest score we've had for a home win for the whole season. So it was nice to, yeah, like you said, know her last heat decider and and no uh, super heat. So I think the the team we've got. When maybe not the strongest on paper, but I think we work as a team, not just the riders, but the mechanics are all helping each other out, which is a, a massive part of why we're winning so much.
6: Yeah, and for yourself, it must have been nice in one sense not to have the, the pressure on you going into a Heat 15 as well and, and able to, to sit with that one out.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling the best uh, on Thursday, so it was nice to, to be able to be in that situation and not have to ride in Heat 15. And Yeah, well, they've done the job, and, and we've done a really nice... Uh, yeah score in the end so it was, it was a good ending
6: yeah and just very finally obviously Sheffield this Thursday they've already come to Foxhall and won but like you say the, the belief certainly with the Witches the way things have been going in recent weeks
0: yeah I think when they come last there was a few riders missing um at the moment uh Danion is doing really well in reserve uh it's a it's actually a light and light at the end of the tunnel with him coming to the team it's uh since he took over uh, the other rider, it just ended up... Everything's clicking, everyone's getting along well and it, it's actually a, a great move for Ipswich to have him in the team. He's, we're all gelling together and hopefully we can uh, keep going right to the end. Daly, man, thanks for Cheers, speaking mate. to us. Thank you, buddy.
2: Yeah, Jason Doyle there of the Ipswich Witchers who make it three wins on the bounce in the Premiership Pairs competition. Uh, Josh Pickering is with us and uh, he was involved in that meeting and um, Josh, you've ridden every round for Kings Lynn. Um, No changes really to your side apart from at reserve Um, with yourself and Richard Lawson representing Kings Lynn in each round. Have you really missed the out and out number one? You know that we look at the other sides in the premiership pairs competition and they've all had a bit of rotation around. Bellevue have done it, and of course Ipswich have done it to an extent as well. Whilst Doyle has been an ever-present, but missing out on Niels Christian Everson and not having him um, or a rider like that in your side, an out-and-out number one, someone with you know Grand Prix experience, if you will, is that something that perhaps has cost Kingsland slightly?
5: Yeah, to a point. Um, I think what it is is just not having an option. Um, obviously, at the moment, it's, it's been me and Richard the whole way through. Uh, it has been a bit tough for us. There's no doubt about that. Um, in saying that, we've also stepped up and we've, you know, we were the underdogs at Peterborough. We were, we were written off by all the bookies and, and we've done our job. So we're riding against people that it's not new to us. We've, we've raced against all of them in the past and and I'm, I'm liking the challenge really. And to be honest, I'm sort of liking going under the radar a little bit. So um, there's any race that we can potentially pop out and win and, and that's you know, that's that's proven, but the consistency side of things, that is where we're we are lacking, I feel. But at the same time, how you mentioned we're missing that out now at number one. Despite just the pairs competition, if we had that in league form, mate, it just that would have our season completely turned around also because um, as you can see we've we've done the last three matches I think at, at rider replacement and it's it's been tough for us, you know. We we have struggled and we we suffered heavily at Bellevue and it yeah, look, it's been tough as there's, there's no there's no dancing around that. But um, when we versed Wolverhampton the other night at home and they didn't have their number one also, it was a level playing field then and then it just goes to show you how strong our six are when we aren't relying on that extra person because when they've tried to you know, Wolverhampton, they're a strong outfit. You've got Nick Morris, Ryan Douglas, Stevie Worrell. Like, there's nothing to be, you know, they're no slouches. So considering that we've done them by 20 at home, it just goes to show you that if we did have that number one to take that pressure off and get even eight to eight to 11 points for that meeting, it's, a, it's near a 20-point swing in the whole match, you know, so... Um, the other night at Kings Lynn, I think we got ten plus one from Niels's rides, and that's the first time we've scored double figures from his rider replacement rides since we've been doing rider replacement. At Peterborough, we got three plus one. At Bellevue, we got four plus one. Like it's just, it's not acceptable and it's it's not doable. And we and we can't win with them type of scores, you know.
2: Yeah, sure. And and looking back at that match against Wolves, um, you moved off the bottom of the Premiership with that performance to, to beat wolverhampton 5535 is not to be sniffed at still an impressive performance richard lawson really coming up trumps as well in in that meeting um thomas jorgensen was great at reserve it was his 30th birthday and he cashed in with 14 plus 3 which was a nice little gift um nick morris and ryan douglas doing the damage for wolves a hard side to beat and they're the side that you're facing up to again next and it'll be in front of the tv cameras yeah well
5: look I'm on lot for it it's as simple as that we've um Again, we've just beat them, so there's no reason why we can't go and do it again. I've never had the chance to race at Wolves, obviously, prior to illness before. Uh, last night, for me, going into that event, obviously, we'll try and take our, our main goal for last night. Oh, sorry, Monday night was um, no last places. Make sure we can get at least second and third. Win's a bonus, and... Just We can just make our way through through the night doing that. I was just trying to learn the track, learn to what I've got to do, and then depends where we're going to be at the end of the night. Obviously, it would have been a bonus to be at the pointy end. However, league is more important to me as a whole, and obviously we're there next Monday, so... For me, my mentality was a little bit different for last last night. So it was probably easier for me to concentrate on what I had to do because I was more just worried about learning to, to go around and, and attract the track more than anything else, you know. So I didn't psych myself out. I was going there with a good attitude. And, uh, again, on an individual type thing, I was, I was happy with the way I rode. There was Again, there was a few little mistakes I'd done, but they're easy fixes, and, and I, I proved that in the last race when I got things sorted. So... I'm looking forward to go back there on Monday night, and I, I genuinely feel that we could upset them, you know. So that's that's the main focus.
2: Yeah, and and really for the for the sides like yourself and Peterborough, you are the ones that can upset the apple cart because the top four may be starting to feel that they're moving away from those sides below them, but you that's not the case mathematically, is it? And a win at a place like uh, like Wolves would would be a huge shot across the bows of those teams Uh, absolutely
5: and um there is still plenty of meetings to race for um again alex has mentioned to you that we're trying to strengthen up and and it's it's tough to get Niels back but a replacement for him that looks to be happening in the near near future obviously i'm not going to make any more comment on that until that time comes however making this change will definitely strengthen us up a lot and it will be giving us something that we have been missing so um, I'm looking forward to that and we'll just have to to wait and see how things come but I genuinely think with the the tracks that we have left we've we've obviously got to go to Wolves again we've got to go to Ipswich again we have Ipswich at home um, we go to Bellevue we go to Sheffield all these tracks I like so as long as all our boys can, can go there with a similar attitude, then I feel like we could, you know, turn our season around as such.
2: Well, I think because obviously the season itself starts early with other competitions. As for the Premiership itself, the league just a little over halfway through the season, so there's a long way to go with the Premiership itself yet.
5: Yeah, definitely. And like, for example, where we are right now in the league, there's no reason why Bellevue can't be in a similar position. You know, for the for the back half, like Bellevue and Ipswich, they are leading the the um, the standings. However, we've had a bit of bad luck, and obviously, if we didn't lose Neil's, you know, a month or five weeks ago, whenever it was, things could have been a lot different. Um, obviously, you're seeing at the start of the year when we're doing the the cup or knockout cup, whatever it was, we've we we topped that type thing, and obviously, we're up against Sheffield um, for the final, but it goes to show you out of the six teams, we're, we're, we're strong. So um, it will be good for us to get another team uh, – sorry, another rider back to uh, to help out that and, and, and carry the load a little bit better. But um, at the same time, like, Speedway's a funny sport, mate, and there's – injuries play a lot in this sport. Um, riders being able to make every round play a lot in this sport. And, again, on the night, consistency – it's been a busy year, obviously, for me. I Also, I'm racing three leagues. There's a lot of riders that are racing two to three leagues and there's a lot of travelling that gets taken on. Uh, you get to this time of the season, people are getting tired and, and sometimes aren't riding at their best ability. So this is when things can really turn around for a, a team like Kings Lynn and, and I feel that if we go out there and we all have good intentions and all have good opening rides and everyone's in a good good state of mind and and ready to go then you know there's no reason why we can't continue through the meeting like that
2: just a quick look at some of the other fixtures that happened last thursday because all six sides were in action at the same time which certainly doesn't help getting guests in at number one either does it Um, Ipswich returned to the top of the premiership with a 50-40 home win over the previous leaders Bellevue um, which is securing victory the 5-1 from Jason Doyle and Troy Batchelor in, in Heat 13 for once Ipswich not going down to a last Heat decider but at the top of the table it is getting pretty interesting isn't it Ipswich and Bellevue alternating places and then you've got Sheffield who have got a few matches in hand as well so I don't know how, how you think things are panning out uh, up, up at the top and certainly the um, the Aussie contingent are, are representing uh, firmly in those sides as well. Yeah, mate, there is
5: quite a few Australians and um, out of the start of the year, I think five out of the six teams, all the number ones were Aussie. So that's pretty crazy when this is a, the premiership and this is the elite in in the UK. So uh, for me to be a part of that now, it's, it's awesome and and to also go into races knowing who the rider is and, and growing up either racing with them or watching them race because I'm a little bit younger than the majority of them. I know how they are, and we have that sense of respect on the track where we'll show our front wheel, but we'll never drive through someone or cut someone off, and it's just good, hard, fair racing, you know, and, and um, you know, I, I'm just enjoying Speedway in a hole. It's... Um, Right now, I'm exactly where I've wanted to be for the last five years, I suppose. I've always wanted to be racing in Poland. I've always wanted to be doing the Elite League in England, and I'm finally getting these opportunities I feel like I've worked hard to, to deserve, and I'm, just, I'm happy. I'm in a good place at the moment, and I'm just really enjoying myself. So, um, again, we're just going to have to continue on and, and keep moving forward.
2: And that is the voice of the Lynn Stars captain Josh Pickering on this week's episode of No Breaks No Fear. More from Josh, much more to come and more reaction from some of the Premiership meetings over the last week as well, including uh, the matches that took place last Thursday um, and uh, we'll hear Simon Stead's thoughts uh, after Sheffield's match against Peterborough, which was a bit of an unusual one. Find out why very soon. And we'll also hear from Richie Hawkins after Ipswich's clash with Bellevue. All on the way in part two of no breaks no fear no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast Welcome back, I'm Ian Brannan, my special guest in this episode is the Kingsland Stars captain and uh, of course of the Edinburgh Monarchs, Josh Pickering with us and uh, there's a lot of interviews to bring you as well still uh, later on, we'll be focusing on the Championship in part three and we've got conversations uh, in that section with Cammy Brown, Eric Riss, uh, Jai Etheridge, Jonas Knudsen and um, one or two more as well, so that's all in uh, part three. But so we're going to continue looking at the Premiership and Championship Chatting with Josh because there's lots to chat about and here's a little question for you. Explain this to us. When we had Alex Brady on, he said that you, of all people, keep tabs of who you've beaten and, and particularly among your fellow Australians over here in, in Great Britain. Um, is, um, obviously, you're, you're really good friends off the track. I know that you all hang out together and, and go for lunch and help each other out. But is that something you do? Have you got a little side book of, of who you've beaten through the course of the season and and how's that all work
5: well yes and no like it's obviously we're we we do not want to go ahead and get beat by each other uh it's just racing and it's just i suppose it's the australian way no one wants to put their head down and, and get done by their mate but um i i don't keep like keep can or keep track but i do know who i beat and i do know where i beat them and and that's what – it's easy for me to go into every other race confident is knowing that every single person in this league, I've already beat them once or twice before, so there's no reason why I can't do it again. But as keeping a tally and, you know, a little league within ourselves, I don't – you know, I don't have that as such, but I, I do have a very good memory and I, and I know yeah. when, uh, when riders have beat me in the past and they shouldn't have. So, yeah, like I'd, I'd much rather – like even, for example, Doily, he's someone I've looked up to for a very long time and and when I beat him, that actually means more to me than beating anyone else in this league. Like I, I, don't, I don't really care about beating anyone else as in um, I'm going into every race wanting to win, but it's like you get that warm little fuzzy feeling in your stomach like, yeah, wow, like this is surreal, it actually happened, you know, so – that's the only sort of thing that I have I can suppose on a – make comment on a, an individual rider itself is that, that warm, fuzzy feeling you get, mate, when, you, when you're proud of yourself for doing something that you've worked hard to do. And realistically, the only person I get that from is when I do beat Doily. So um, I, I suppose he could be the one.
2: People do say that, don't they, that a good proportion of, of winning a speedway race is, is the mental side of it. And so, for you to know that you're capable of doing it because you have done it, and you know when you did it, uh, you know that must give you a bit of a, a boost, and, and probably part of the reason why you are winning so many races. Yeah, well, I
5: think the only person from memory, I'd, I'd have to have a proper think about it, but I'm 99% certain is that the only person I actually haven't beat in this league is Tobias Musial, and I've I've only raced him once, so and he and he beat me at Kings Lynn, so. Um, that's obviously in my mind and I, I will tick him off one day in the near distant future. But for now, everyone else, it's, it's mission accomplished in, in a certain such. So I can just go in into every race feeling confident knowing that I can do it. So, yeah, it's just quite that simple. And then another way of looking at it, as, a, as we just said about a mental game, if um, a rider like Tobias Musliak, I may have not beat him yet, but a lot of riders that have beat him, I've beat them. So to me, everyone's beatable. And there's not one person that I'm lined up to on the, on the line now that, where I think to myself, oh, oh you know, I've, I've got such and such in the race. Like, I, I don't care about that. I just more care about after I do win then it's it's a good feeling.
2: It, as an ambition, I suppose, then, obviously, doily aside, who would be the rider that you would really love to sort of tick off in your in your mental list, maybe, that, if you got the chance? One day,
5: obviously, I'd, when I when I do, you know, eventually make it into extra league and do all the things that I do want to do abroad, like being the likes of Magic Janoski, Bartosz Marslik, Patrick Dudek, Wolfie, like all these riders, that would, you would get that, that same fuzzy feeling that I get from beating Doily, you know, I feel like they would feel that same type of type of uh, fulfilment, I suppose, of, of beating someone like that because they're all guys I have looked up to in the past of, you know, I, I love sitting down Saturday night and watching the Grand Prix and just as much as anyone. So the pure fact of that, if I'm racing against them guys and then beating them, that's just, it's, it's cool, mate. So um, I just appreciate that in a whole.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if you beat if you're beating them then you're in the right place, aren't you as well? <laughs> yeah, Got to say.
5: Exactly. So, like you look at Max Frick, he's a good friend of mine, but I've beat him a fair few times this year, he's beat me a few times as well, but he also won Warshaw Grand Prix and beat everyone. So, that's what I was saying to you before about the mental side of things is that I've already beaten riders that's beaten other riders, so to be honest, I'm I'm already in that. Um, well, I class myself to be as one of them riders also now. So, you know, you know, to an extent, there's just going into every race is knowing that I could I can potentially win it. So, uh, that's that's actually a nice feeling to have now because a couple of years ago I used to go into every race thinking, oh, I've got this guy and he's doing this, and oh, I've got this guy and you know, it's you can work yourself up and of just something I've learned to overcome. And, um, yeah, now for me, it's just it's a, another time to let the clutch out and just another four laps to do. So and I'll just make the most of it.
2: Uh, let's get a couple more interviews in um, Ipswich as we mentioned earlier returning to the top of the Premiership 50-40 home win over previous leaders Bellevue uh, a big day for the Witches who keep that march going on all fronts really in uh, in in the um, Premiership Speedway both with the Pairs and uh, of course the in the league as well let's hear from Richie Hawkins the Ipswich team manager after that win against Bellevue with Ryan Guest
6: well Richie with the way the, the premiership standings have been going when you looked at the, the the form of the two sides going into Thursday it was always going to be a, a good meeting but uh, always good to, to get a good strong win over Bellevue
7: yeah it was a good good performance at home um not perfect but yeah yeah we was obviously to beat Bellevue we were in side and at the, the top of the table clash so yeah that was uh yeah great to get get the win and and stop them getting a point as well I guess and you know go back top is is obviously you know the boys are we keep when we're riding we're going top and then if we miss a meeting we kind of go to second but yeah it's nice you know to get to get back to the top of the league
6: yeah, got off to a, a real strong start as well. I think you were 10 points up after three races, something like that. We have seen that a couple of occasions at Foxall this season, but then the visitors have clawed back. So from a, a team manager's point of view, it must have been nice to, to see the boys hold on to that one this time.
7: Yeah, we've, we have started meetings well and everyone's and people have come back into it or, or we've, we've kind of slipped up and, and let teams back into the meeting. So, yeah, we kind of held it steady. We dealt with the, t- with the tax serve and... Um, Max was obviously riding really well, so he got an RR as well. But I think we kind of cope with that quite well. And, um, yeah, to still end up winning by tens is obviously a great result.
6: Yeah, totally lost count to the number of last-heat-deciders you've had, uh, particularly at the Foxhall since the league programme got underway. So must have been nice going into that one with the pressure off and uh, not having to, to rely on Doily as well, uh, leaving him out in heat 15.
7: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was very good. I think every, every meeting we've, we've gone down to heat 15. So, uh, yeah, it was obviously... You know, nice for us to perform better. I thought we 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 didn't ride very well the week, the the previous home match against Peterborough. We was wasn't a great performance, and we we kind of snuck the win with that golden heat. But yeah, to to perform better, and then yeah, going into heat fifteen, it was nice to have a bit of a choice. It was nice, you know, to have all three of them going well on the same night, kind of thing. Like it was good to see Troy have such a great night, and I thought Danny Danny's improved massively over the last month. Um, So to have a choice of three heat leaders, whereas before it's kind of been. Doyle and whoever on the night was actually going well so it was nice to have actually have a bit of a choice to be fair and um yeah i thought obviously Doyle uh Batch was superb in heat 15 and then Danny made a mistake but you know we, we uh, it was good to see him in that position
6: yeah you, you mentioned Batch there um he hasn't been overly uh, happy with, with his overall form this uh, so far this season he's he's constantly working on things in the background as well but to see him ride how he did last Thursday um against Bellevue that that's kind of the form when he was one of the, the top riders in this league
7: yeah it was brilliant he just clicked into gear and he kind of yeah he definitely looked looked like a, a, a gp rider you know He was brilliant so you know we've seen flashes of it and batch has had good meetings and he's had good good nights and good races and, and done some important stuff for us so you know the, the average we've signed batch on is it's a steal you're not going to get anyone else on a five and a half a point My average that's capable of being a, a solid and a very good number five and doing that job it's you know it's, it's not going to happen so you know it's when he performs like that it's obviously a massive bonus to the team and um yeah delight to see because if he can he can do that more often um obviously that makes us very strong
6: yeah and this coming thursday it's a, a second visit to the season for, for sheffield obviously they've already been to to Foxhall and shown what they're capable of around there once
7: yeah yeah i mean when sheffield come earlier on in the year i think we're probably a lot better side now than we was then uh, I think we we're obviously racing a lot better um we started that night great in the first couple of heats, but then to be honest for the rest of the night we were, we were pretty poor so um and obviously they managed to win so you know we we, we feel a lot more confident going into this mean I think we we're in a lot better form and a lot better position so we've uh, we've improved nicely over the season and we'll we'll need to keep doing that if we want to be be there at the end richie, thanks for speaking to us as always No worries man.
2: And there is uh, Richie Hawkins with Ryan Guest. The other meeting that happened on Thursday night was at Olderton Stadium. Jack Holder bagged his first maximum of the season as Sheffield beat Peterborough 51-39. An identical outcome to the previous meeting between the sides in the Steel City this season. With Holder's 12 points from four rides backed up by 12 from five for Adam Ellis. And eight plus three bonus points from the skipper Kyle Howarth. Ulrich Ostergaard got 10 plus 1, Chris Harris with 10, reaching double figures for a Panthers side in a meeting which was delayed due to issues with the switch panel in the referees' box, meaning races ended up being started on the green light. The visitors also lost Hans Anderson with a dislocated shoulder after a fall in his second ride. Let's hear from the Sheffield team manager, Simon Stead, with Ryan Guest. Well,
6: Stead, uh, first things first, job done, a 12-point victory over Peterborough. Unbeaten record continues here in uh uh, three more points to the telly.
8: Yeah, I think it was a, a great team performance. You know, when you look down the, the sort of score chart, um, everybody did a good job. Great to see Jack firing on all cylinders. You know, it's great sight to, to behold around round here. Um, Adam as well. He's, uh, he's made a couple of changes with his machinery and um, he seems to um, be firing again. Looks like they've got some speed, um, which is nice. Uh, so making progress in those departments Um, and and also uh, I think the the line-up uh, looked pretty good Uh, looking at every heat and I'm thinking we we, we look for some reason I just feel like we look a little bit more solid um, than we perhaps did before so uh, all in all very pleased points on the board Uh, good win over Peterborough job done tonight Uh, looking forward to the next one
6: so is that new riding order something you think you'll stick with moving forward
8: uh, i think it's i think it's worth sticking with certainly certainly short term i I'm, I'm not a big lover of changing all the time and um and, and swapping and swapping and changing moving riders uh i think they get comfortable at certain positions and uh, i just felt like it wasn't quite working um to maximum effect uh, the way it was so uh it was interesting to see tonight um but there will be tougher tests we know that um and we'll, we'll see how we fare then
6: obviously you're a, a former rider yourself so you, you know the the mental preparations that, that go into each meeting before every race um, obviously we've had a, a situation where it's been a, a green light start here tonight how, I know it was the same for both sets of riders but how does it affect preparations in the build up to a race uh, it's,
8: it's not ideal is it um, but there were two options tonight we yeah. raced on a green light start or we didn't race full stop and we send um, a good crowd, healthy crowd, home, um, really disappointed. So um, there are rules to follow in the event of something like this happening. Um, we followed them by the book and uh, a green light start is, uh, is 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 what's there to replace uh, a, a start failure. So uh, we've seen it at a higher level than this. We've seen it in Grand Prix. It's not... Um, it's not completely unheard of um, it's disappointing and we, I feel like off the back of um, the, the disappointment with, with Ipswich it's, it's sort of um, it's, it's not ideal but let's just hope we've got rid of all our bad luck in, uh, in the space of two meetings and we can look forward to a busy spell coming forward
2: So there's the Sheffield team manager Simon Stead chatting with Ryan Guest after their win against Peterborough last week. Looking ahead to the action um, coming up this week. um, Well, a couple of fixtures coming up, actually, um, Thursday. It's just the one, actually. Ipswich versus Sheffield on Thursday. Um, so that's the next time out for uh, Steady's men away at Foxall, where they had success the last time out earlier in the season. And then the next Premiership action is going to be on Monday. Bellevue versus Peterborough. And the featured match on Eurosports will be Wolverhampton versus Lynn, Both of those getting underway at 7.30. Just a quick look at the league table as well. Ipswich, which is are currently top 25 points from 12 matches ridden. Bellevue Aces are in second place with 12 matches and 23 points. Sheffield Tigers are third. They've also got 23 points, same as Bellevue, but they've ridden two matches less. So uh, depending on what happens with those matches in hand could uh, transform how the league looks with Sheffield just two points off the top spot with two matches in hand. Wolverhampton Wolves, they are on uh, 12 matches ridden as well, 21 points for them. And then Kings Lynn have uh, ridden 12 meetings and they're on 12 points. And Peterborough Panthers have ridden 12 meetings and they're on 10 points. So that's how things look in uh, the league at the moment. And uh, next up for our guest, Josh Pickering, is a trip to Monmore. Uh, taking on the Wolverhampton Wolves. And that'll be on the telly, uh, Josh. You yourself have been on the telly a little bit more as well because you've been doing some some commentating on Eurosport, which has, um, I know, been a big hit with, with many fans. Um, how did all that come about? Yeah, it was
5: cool, mate. Um, obviously, I, I done an interview the other week and they sort of asked me, like, last year where you were compared to uh, this year now, what have you believed that you're doing the things you're doing? and also especially being on Eurosport commentating and, and my response to that was is that what I am doing physically on the motorbike in, in all the leagues I am doing, that, it, that actually isn't a shock to me because it's something that I've manifested and, um, you know, known I've, I've been able to, to do. So that side sort of thing definitely didn't really shock me too much because it's more of just I'm a bit happy that I'm actually achieving it. Um, but definitely the Eurosport that caught me by surprise. So I I didn't see that coming, and and obviously the late Nigel Pearce, and he uh, when I spoke to him at the Bellevue Media Day after we he done an interview with me, he goes to me, gosh Josh, he goes, you can talk mate, and I was I, we had a bit of a laugh, and and I said yeah, and he goes you know what I'd actually love to do a, a meeting with you one day, is you he as me co-commentator, and. I said, oh, I said, I think I'm a bit out of your league for that, mate. I said you're you're way above me, and he goes, no, 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 it would be good. I I think you've got you've got the right attitude and you've got the right words for the sport, and you know, and it was just very weird, mate. That obviously it was only a few days later he passed away, and then it was it felt like it was only three weeks after that I was I was getting a phone call off Steve Saint, who who runs the Eurosport um, for for the meetings and and he just said that, you know, he's spoken to Kelvin, and this is what they want to do, and, and I was a rider that first come to mind, and would I like to do it? And, and since doing that, I've, I've done it twice now, and, um, yeah, again, going into that, mate, I, I was nervous as all hell. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life, and it was a, it's such a big thing, and, and especially a, a sport that I've, I've loved for, for so long, and... Now I'm sitting there, giving my opinion on what either my fellow competitors are doing, and it's just yeah, it's crazy. Like it's, it's it was a bit surreal, obviously, but at the same time, it's it's pretty cool, and um, I, I definitely enjoyed it, and I look forward to doing it again uh, one you know one day soon. But obviously, the last two matches of well, the last match at Bellevue I was in, and then this match at Wolverhampton I'm in as well, so. I can't be doing two things at once, but I'm, I'm sure I will be doing at some stage throughout the rest of the season. Yeah,
2: on on BSN we've we've talked about having a microphone on a rider, and um, Paul Bowen, who's one of our um, presenters on there, uh, he he's tried to commentate with a GoPro. On his helmet in the past, and he just he just can't he just can't do it. And, and what he can do usually involves some swears, so it it might be a bit dicey.
5: <laughs> well, I've actually um, like a few weeks ago, I was I didn't realise that I, I must talk to myself when I when I do race. I I didn't take note until I was at Scunthorpe the other week, and um, I was in a position where I didn't want to be in the race and. I said something quite loud going into a turn and it actually scared me. I'd After I said it and then I was coming around the corner, I then realised that I actually said something out loud and, and it definitely wasn't; be, wouldn't be good for any BSN viewers, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine and fairly understandable. Um, before we end this section, let's hear from, uh, I know a good mate of yours, Sam Masters. He's been struggling with his foot. Um, this injury has had some treatments and he's had the verdict. We'll find out exactly what the situation is right now because Sam's been talking about that foot injury with Ryan Guest.
6: Well, Sam, obviously a, a frustrating week for you last week um, with uh, with your speedway action basically being limited, uh, went for an operation on the Wednesday and then were referred for a, a more specialist checkup on Friday. Just talk us through what the what the findings were from that.
4: Well, I hurt my foot, obviously, and then I'd done a few meetings without any x-rays that I just tried to battle on, and the pain was just getting worse and worse. I felt like I was doing more damage, so I went and got an x-ray, and uh, they told me that i got a broken bone in my foot. And I said, well, what can I do? He said, rest or operation? but you're going to be out for six weeks either way. And I thought, well, I can't do either of them, so I'm just going to have to cop it on the chin, really. So it's, uh, yeah, riding through a bit of pain at the minute, but I've done it before, so i just got to battle on and uh, get my head around it, really.
6: Yeah, like you say, six weeks was basically uh, whether the the operation went ahead or whether you were advised to rest and, and took that advice. Do you think it's the it's the time of the season more more than anything that that has made you carry on racing if it was a bit earlier do you think you, you might have gone with one of those Yeah 100% I just said that
4: just before to someone that uh it's it, uh it is the time of the season yeah, you can't be sitting out really cuz the playoffs are only around the corner and I don't want to be having some time off and then trying to trying to be at full uh what's the word F- full capacity <laughs> coming into the playoffs so uh I've got to um just yeah keep riding and hopefully the pain slowly goes away and I'm raring to go and perfectly fit for the playoffs.
6: Yeah, from from the team's point of view, from uh, from a Wolverhampton perspective in the Premiership, obviously they had that meeting at Kings Lynn last Thursday without you, with all the clubs in action as well. That they, they had to run, rider replacement, and um, it, it really does go to show just how much you bring to this team as well.
4: <clears throat> yeah, uh, to, they went there and they they got a bit of a beaten, but. They only got beat like, pretty hard in the f- first half of the meet and then after that it was pretty even. So uh, I think they just got hurt at the start and um, I could probably say they they, they missed me. I would like to say they missed me, but maybe I, they didn't. Well, you would never know in, unless I was there. So uh, uh, anyway, it would have been nice to get a point there, but we didn't. So it's we've got to keep battling on for the rest of the year and we can seal that uh, playoff spot.
6: Yeah, you've got to keep doing that. Um, next Monday um, at Mama Green Kings Lynn, in front of the the Eurosport cameras. Obviously, already done that once this season. Picked up a, a relatively comfortable victory that night as well. But Kings Lynn were, were riding with some injured riders and some riders who were feeling under the weather on that occasion.
4: Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, Kings Lynn have, do have a really good team. I know they're sitting pretty low on the table, but. It's going to be tough. It's a different time of the year to, since then and uh, a lot of their riders are on form. So it's going to be really hard. Uh, they've got some good guys that go good around Monmore as well. So it's uh, going to be tough. Extra pressure on the telly and um, it'll be nice to get the same result if we can.
2: Yeah, there's Sam Masters chatting with Ryan Guest and, uh, as we mentioned there, Eurosport Monday night for Wolves versus Kings Lynn. And um, Josh Pickering will be, of course, representing the Kings Lynn stars, but in the Championship, the two of them are teammates at the Edinburgh Monarchs, and we're turning the spotlight firmly on the Championship in the next section, chatting all about uh, life at Edinburgh. We'll also hear from the Glasgow team manager, Cammy Brown, uh, Eric Riss of the Red Car Bears, Jai Etheridge and Jonas Knudsen of the Berwick Bandits all on the way in the next section of No Breaks, No Fear the official British Speedway podcast No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Welcome back. In this section, the Spotlight is firmly on the Championship. A number of interviews to bring you. Cammy Brown, Eric Riss, Jai Etheridge, Jonas Knudsen all on the way. And our special guest in this episode is Josh Pickering of the Edinburgh Monarchs. And, uh, well, we'll start by talking about Edinburgh because um, things going pretty well, I think, for Edinburgh. You're, uh, I think, just about... Within touching distance of being confirmed for the playoffs now, which which must be um, you know great news to have at this stage of the season because the the matches are running out. But I know after claiming a point at Leicester last weekend, which obviously we'll talk more about in just a bit, I'm sure. But after claiming that, John Campbell was saying that really probably thinks now you're in the zone of being able to just rely on your home meetings and uh, and and you should be fine if if uh, his plan all works out.
5: Yeah, look, Johnny's all over that stuff. He always has been uh, that side of things. We've just got to continue doing what we're doing. The younger boys, it's just, you know, first year, Lassie coming into it as well as Jacob. They've just got to worry about improving every single match and just trying to up their score by one point every meeting. And if they can do that, then we'll all be in a very good position. Paco and Kai, big pack man he's, he's an awesome rider when he gets going and and he always seems to win a race every meeting we go to. However, his inconsistency of either bike set up or the mental side of things lets him down at some stage throughout the night. But when he's on, mate, he's awesome. And and also Kai, again, it's only his second year in the um, in, in British Speedway. So he's learning still and, and he's doing everything right. He's, he's a very good little rider and he, he's going to have a, a good future in the sport as well. So he's doing his things and we're all continuing to, to progress. And, um, and also Sarge, he's, he's been around a long time now and to have someone like him at reserve, um, obviously he's just come back from injury again. He, he had a crash last year in Glasgow and, and suffered a little bit and then obviously had a long winter recovering and then um, to get, you know, cleaned up at the start of the year at Edinburgh and, and do a couple of ribs and I think he done something to his shoulder back to square one in, in some sense, but he's been on the mend and he's showing showing signs of, of what he can do. Um, and then it's just for me and Sam to to do what we're paid to do, I suppose. Like, we're there to win the races and we're there to, to take, the, um, take the pressure off all the other boys, but as long as they can step it up a little bit and take a little bit of pressure off us, then we could potentially be the underdogs as well because – you look at us going to Leicester the other day. We went there without Sam. We had Richard obviously step in and, and he'd he done a good job. He, I think he scored 11 or 11 plus one or something. But Sam, you know, it, it's hard to replace a rider like him. He's um, He is the best in the league. He's one of the best in Britain at the moment. And in my opinion, he, he probably would have got them like nothing against Rich because he rode an awesome race, but the level that Sam's on at the moment, he probably would have got them other four points. And then if Sam would have got them four, it's all that they wouldn't have got and we would have won the match. So we've potentially would have beat the the league topping lions. So, um, and we've gone there and, and done that with two guys that's never even seen the place before. And Paco had a night where it wasn't his best. So... It goes to show you what we are capable of and I do honestly believe home and away on aggregate we can beat anyone. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Edinburgh and I, I generally hope we continue doing this form that we are doing and like I've been with the, the club since 2017 now and I'm yet to win any, any trophies. So um, it's definitely something that I'd love to do also.
2: Yeah, and they've got that little board, that little roll of honour, haven't they? Just by the by, the way in there for all the the riders who have been involved in title winning sides. It'd be, be great to get your name down in history, and that in the in the new stadium as well. Perhaps when when that uh, comes along next year, all being yes, well. Yes,
5: definitely, mate. Um, Gordon's worked tirelessly on that, and and everyone else. I'm sure John and and all the other directors would have had some involvement at, at, in some way. But um, Gordon, Holy, and Soli's he's, he's put his heart and soul into it, and. And by the looks of things, it's starting to pay off. And um, out of anywhere in the in the league, facility-wise, Armadale hasn't, you know, it's not a standout. You've gone to other stadiums before. If if you went to Bellevue one night and stadium the following day, you'd think like, "How are we doing the same sport with the same riders?" Um, however, the the stadium of the community centre that they're they're looking at building for the you know for the upcoming season that will only represent the type of people that's involved with that club and, and having a facility built so beautifully done with a, a beautiful tract, an awesome stadium, you know, a great hospitality thing like that and, and great pits, it would just really be it would be nice and very deserving of all the, the people that is involved with Edinburgh, mate, because they are all awesome people from, you know, the, the first time I've met them when it's come down to the fans or even the promotion or all the directors, I've always got on with everyone. There's such lovely people and it would be really nice to see him in a, in a beautiful stadium like that.
2: It's great for Speedway, great for Speedway in Scotland, of course. And, and I think everybody's excited to see, um, Edinburgh in a, in a new home that they can call their own. And, uh, and, and really kick on now for the for the future. Um, with regards your near-neighbours, Glasgow, they've had a couple of interesting matches over the last week or so. Um, Poole getting the better of Glasgow in a 51-39 win at Wimborne Road to keep their hopes alive of a top two championship finish. Uh, The Pirates conceding a 5-1 in Heat 1, but putting a strong performance thereafter to leave the Tigers uh, scoreless from that meeting as far as the league points are concerned. And then, on the Friday night, Glasgow thrashed Berwick 65-25 in the Championship Jubilee League on a night when everything went wrong for the Bandits. The visitors ended the night with three fit riders and five wrecked bikes after a series of crashes, the most serious of which affected Leo on Flint. He suffered a damaged sciatica nerve and had some pain in his leg and his back after a Heat 12 crash which has caused him to uh, withdraw from the under 19 pairs in Riga last weekend. Craig Cook scored a paid maximum 12 plus 3 for the Tigers Benjamin Basso got 11 plus 1 and a Heat 14 disqualification after a clash with the Bandits' Jonas Knudsen We'll hear from Jonas Knudsen in a moment Um, but first of all let's hear from the Glasgow Tigers team manager Cammy Brown speaking with Phil Lanning
1: Cammy Brown it's been an interesting couple of weeks for Glasgow You're obviously at home you've run into great form and you've got a good result at Birmingham obviously the pool of matches is what everyone will look at because it's the big guns it was the repeat of the grand final do you take anything from that meeting is it a yardstick is there, does it show you where you need to be or where you want to be it definitely shows us where we, where we need to be
3: um, we come up a little bit short a couple of our riders didn't perform on the night and um, no, no excuses. We'll pull, pull one fair and square, but mm-hmm. the track wasn't a racing track um, as, as we know it here. So you know, we'll know the next time we go there if, we, if it's in the playoffs. If we get pulled in the playoffs, I don't think we'll, we'll, um, we'll have as much problems. the next time, and, and bear in mind, if it is in the playoffs, we'll be there know, soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, pool pool were at our track. You know, a long, quite a long time ago. And before we hit form at home, mm-hmm. so I can see. You know, I can see us give them a much better, you know, match over two legs if if, if it came to that. Well,
1: yeah, a lot of expectation around Glasgow always is. Yep. There's um, the Fasena family took over at the end of 2014. There's been three grand finals, three defeats, which yep. I'm sure you're delighted with me repeating. But yeah. um, do you feel the expectation of the club is too much, or do you feel that? Um, that's a driving force. Or how do you feel?
3: It, it, it's, it's a driving force for for everyone at Glasgow, and I think you know we, we behind the scenes we're quite a professional club in comparison to some other clubs. Um, but yes, yeah, a driving force it does add a bit of pressure. It adds a bit of pressure to me. But I'm used to it. And I've done it for four years, Phil. So it's not it's not something that I'm not used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I still love the job. And but I mean, it's all about picking. It's all about getting the right group of riders at the start of the season, mm-hmm. and something I feel strongly about, and, I'm, and I, you know I'm glad you're doing this interviews. You know, I, I, the whole plan for us, when we pick a one to seven at the start of the season, is injury f- injury free to finish the season with the same one to seven. We don't really want to swap, switch, switch and swap riders. Um, you know, we had to try something last last season to try and make the playoffs
1: mm-hmm.
3: and in a way it succeeded and in a way it didn't
1: so that was um, a little bit forced yeah, on you by it, Ulrich's injury it, it
3: was yes it was but this season you know, we're going to end the season with the same seven riders by lots of things mm-hmm. and that's what we want to do and it'd be great to try and win something with the same seven riders I you know if you, if you look at the the kind of the, the way that things happened, you know, Leicester go to Oxford before mm-hmm. Oxford strength and Leicester win at Oxford, we go to Oxford after the strength, and we only get a point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, had we been the week before Leicester, we'd we'd get four points, mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a strange way, it's a strange it's a strange sport we're in. Yeah. Um how teams can strengthen all of a sudden after they've lost to your rivals. Mm-hmm. Or or you know, we might have been lucky and gone there first before Leicester, but we, we didn't we didn't get that that mm-hmm. rub of the Green. But you know, we just have to over a season hope it balances itself out. And um, you know, I still think If we made the final We can give anyone Over two legs A match That are in the top six Anyone at all And I'd be confident That we can come out on top um, I fully believe that On our day If everyone performs We, we have the, the best seven One to seven It's not just about having The best top three heat leaders you know, It's having the best one to seven It's the team that wins it um, and you, you saw Leicester losing at home to Poole mm-hmm. I mean there's similar kind of set up teams top heavy three big heat leaders mm-hmm. and they destroy each other mm-hmm. um, you know I, 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 we, we beat Leicester comfortably here at our place mm-hmm. using you know, a 1-7 to seven system mm-hmm. um, you know maybe maybe Leicester were a bit poor that night we were very good mm-hmm. but that's that's what we have to try and aim for for so, listen, thanks for your time. Cheers, Thank
2: Cammy. you. There's Cammy Brown, the Glasgow Tigers team manager with Phil Lanning. Um, Josh Pickering is our guest, of course, um, a member of the Edinburgh Monarchs side, and, and the two sides have great rivalry, but including Glasgow. But looking up above you at the moment in the Championship and how things are panning out at the top, it's looking like Edinburgh are going to be involved in the playoffs. Glasgow. Um, are already assured of of being in that top six. Of course, the Pool Pirates, the Leicester Lions, all these sides you, you could end up facing at some point in the in the playoff situation. So, what was your your thoughts about the the upper reaches of the the Premiership so far, based on what you've seen and what you've ridden against?
5: Yep, Pool are a strong outfit, mate. And they are very good at home. Um, I feel if it come down to it on aggregate, if if we were to um, to get pool in the playoffs, I'd, I'd like that. That would be awesome because we only got done by eight, I believe, at Poole, and I didn't have a night where I was, you know, satisfied with. And as I said before, we've had two riders go there that's never seen the place before. And then for them to come up and and we beat them the other night, I, I don't know, I think we might have beat them by eight or it might have even been ten. I can't remember the final score, but... I definitely feel if we, we reach them in the playoffs, then we could you know we can beat them home and away no problem. Um, but everyone else, mate, like there's, there's very there is very strong sides within this league, and there's a lot of strong riders. But as you were saying about the um, the two Scottish clubs having great stadiums, there's honestly not a, a derby like it. Like obviously I've I raced for Sheffield last year, and and you've got Sheffield and Bellevue. They've got the War of the Roses, and and that's obviously, you know, quite cool and all that, but then you've got down the bottom, you've either got Ipswich and Kingsland or Peterborough and Kingsland. Like, they're the local rivalries type thing. There's nothing that comes close to an Edinburgh versus Glasgow rivalry in in the UK, in my opinion. Like, the, the hype leading up to it, the fans are just so passionate, and they just... They love it, mate, and, and honestly like the the stadium is just it's electric when um, when it's Glasgow versus Edinburgh and I, I feel like that on a individual point of view it's it's a it's a night that you know, Alec and John they never really show much emotion, they don't really show anything. They they say, Oh good ride, son, or you know, or oh, come on, we need to do this and, and so on and so forth, but Whenever we verse Glasgow, you can see it's personal. And, um, you know, after the match last, well, whenever we verse Glasgow last, I, th- I think me and Sam had a, a bit of a last-heap-decider type thing, and we end up coming out on top, and we got a 5-1 in heat 13 and heat 15, and we ended up beating Glasgow. And me and Sam's gone to hug it out in the pits, and then John jumps in as well, and, you know, all three of us hugged And, and uh, John's not a person that shows, permit, like, emotion like that. So it just goes to show you how much it means to him and, and seeing that and all the other fans and like directors involved in it as well. Like it does really make me happy, mate, when we, when we do beat them, just it's not nothing against Glasgow for me because again, Kemi, the team manager is a great bloke. I get on with him. Well, the Fasanas, they're great people. They do a lot for the sport. Like that type of thing, For me, beating Glasgow, it's just like beating another team. However, on another point of view, us beating Glasgow, it means so much to our club. It then then becomes more important for me. So, um, yeah, I, I love being a part of the Scottish derbies.
2: Well, another of your local neighbours, Berwick, climbed off the bottom of the championship with an impressive 50-40 win at Oxford. The Bandits needed to win to realistically keep their slim playoff hopes alive and dominated at Cowley as they raced into a 14-point lead at the halfway stage. Chris Harris and recent recruit Jonas Knudsen uh, leading the way with 13 plus one hauls for the visitors. But they did lose Jai Etheridge with a hand injury in a Heat 10 fall. And then not long after that, on the front, day as we already mentioned they had an absolutely uh, disastrous night and uh, Jonas Knudsen came unstuck in fact um, as a number of riders had a crash and including uh, Chris Harris um, also Leon Flint as we already mentioned as well Theo Piper also came to grief but most of them were, were able to to get up and, and carry on, but uh, Leon Flint suffering um, some injury to uh, a sciatica nerve, as, as we mentioned previously, but I think he's hoping to be riding in the under-19 final at Redcar on Thursday this week. So uh, good luck to, to Leon for that. A couple of interviews then from the Berwick Bandits. Um, first of all, let's hear from Jonas Knudsen, who um, has really taken to life in british speedway um we mentioned him i think when he had his very first ride at pool with beric a few weeks ago but let's see how he's been getting on with life since then with phil lanning
1: i mean it's been a busy time for you, Has you have you managed to sort of stop still for a minute and go hey this is going okay or how do you feel so far yeah i feel good um, of
9: course a lot of improvements need to be uh, can still be there um, but at the moment, I feel good, and you know it's new tracks every time. So mm-hmm. when I get out out of heat one or two in, in the front, uh, it makes it a lot easier to learn the track. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what I'm trying to keep on doing. Of course, your your starting has been outstanding, which which makes life a lot easier for you. Yeah. Um, it's trickier at Glasgow tonight, um, obviously, which is it's a, they're very dialed in here. It was a difficult night for the whole team, yeah. and there was lots of crashes to the scene. But again. Every every racetrack you come to, you're gaining knowledge and and uh, but again, it's still been a great start for you. you. You must you must know deep down, how it's going okay. I'm doing all right. I'm winning races. Yeah,
9: yeah, of course. You know, um, would would have been uh, bad if I came over here and only scored two or three points. Yeah. So um, at the moment, it's it's going good. Um, of course, in the end of the season, I'm. I hope I can do a lot of uh, ten plus scores. So. <laughs> obviously yeah but uh, yeah i find it a bit uh, hard to find a a good fast setup because it is a fast setup in uh, fast track in glasgow and
1: and i just needed that last five percent tonight Mm -hmm. i didn't really find it of course and you also come back you've got cardiff to come as well for the sgp2 is that right yeah so you've got some big meetings coming up as well so life must be good you must be you've made a big jump you've made a big step into the uk and it's been a big year for you with SGP two as well. So, yeah. Unis Nutson's on the map now, is on the world map, and people are talking about you. This is must
9: be a good feeling. Yeah, it feels good, of course. But um, when uh, when you turn twenty two, you're you're basically by yourself again. You, you need to. You don't have that under twenty one team around you all the time. Um, so it's going to be tough
1: after next year when I turn twenty two. Okay. And the terrifying prospects for a. For a British journalists and the British Speedway is the fact that there's a lot of very good young Danish riders coming through. Have we got a new Danish domination on the way? Like we we've had to we had the years of Nielsen Gunnarsson and and your namesake Tommy Knudsen and Jano Pedersen. Have we got? Are we going to be talking about Jonas Nutsen, Ben Basso in the future d- d- down the years?
9: Hopefully that's that's why I still do it. I love this sport and I want to be on the top one day. But there's still a lot of. Uh, Time to go and I need
1: to improve my riding. That was a typically professional Danish answer. Well done. <laughs> OK, thanks very much, Jonas. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah, the Danish youth system is headed up by Eric Gunderson, and, of course, the national team run by Hans Nielsen. And with those two in your corner, success ain't going to be too far away. Josh Pickering, our guest. Um, Josh, have you seen much of, of Jonas so far? Or have you come up against him so far? I don't think you have yet, have you?
5: I haven't seen him ride. I have seen a couple of his scores I watched a little bit of the BSN when Glasgow were at pool. Also, when Berwick were at pool, and I did see a couple of his races, which was, you know, he was quite impressive. But um, again, he's British Speedway in a whole. I feel like there's going to be more riders coming back every year, and, and I think Britain's going to be the, you know, other than Poland, I think it's going to be the preferred um, preferred league to race in. Obviously, eventually, at some stage in my career, I would like to race in Sweden. However, me just racing in Britain is much more important to me. So um, I think, as you said, about the riders coming back, there's going to be new and old riders coming back for for many years, I, I believe.
2: Yeah, and it is exciting to see these, these new talents as they come through. Let's hear from another young rising star of uh, of Speedway who is with the Bellevue Aces but also the Berwick Bandits and we mentioned earlier he uh, he had a bit of a crash at Oxford. It was a, a simple-looking crash but um, bashed up his, his hand a little bit. Jai Etheridge has been speaking about that and uh, things in general with Phil Lanning as well.
1: I bet you're sick death of seeing the, 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 word, or the letters R are next to your name in the programme but... Here we are again and um, and a kind of innocuous looking crash at Oxford and you're on the sidelines.
10: Yeah, just uh, got a, quite a swollen hand and everything. Uh, no breaks or anything, but it's probably just a couple of days off. But every time I have those little crashes and I just need a couple of days and I'm, I'm really busy. So mm-hmm. just uh, see what it's like tomorrow morning and make a decision for that. And uh, if I've got to miss tomorrow, I've got to do that. And then, uh, yeah, back again on Friday.
1: Um. You would have been delighted. I know you stayed on in the pits at Oxford um, on the on the BSN coverage. I saw you on that. So um, great result for the team, and, and both sides now you're riding for are coming to some form. So you want to get back because you want to get carried with that momentum, I no doubt.
10: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bellevue uh, atmosphere and everything now is unbelievable. Uh, we're just laughing, going to every mean, having a good good time, and that. Uh, and then, the same as these boys, uh, we know we've got to push for, for playoffs and we have to pick up away, like, have to have away wins. Can't just rely on the rest of our home meetings. And uh, to start that like that at Oxford the other night was, was unreal. So uh, we're all pumped and it was good to uh, yeah, definitely come away with the four points.
2: So it's Jay Etheridge chassing with Phil Lanning. Uh, hopefully this time he's not going to be out for too long, but a bit of a setback, isn't it? Especially as he's had a bit of time out earlier in this season and then got himself going on all fronts, both with Bellevue and um, and with Berwick. And you know, speedway can change very, very quickly, but a setback as well for not just him, but for the clubs that he's involved with too.
5: Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, mate. It's. Um... It's like in Speedway, when it rains, it pours, either good or bad. Um, Jai, obviously, as we were talking about before, about certain riders we are always, you know, not clash but want to beat. Um, there was times in our career where me and Jai were, were very good friends and then there was times where we didn't really speak much and we would have loved to beat each other just as much. But now that feud's gone and again he's just is this another competitor to me now and I don't I don't work myself up emotionally. It's just, you know, we, we get on great and say hello and, and all that now. So that's that side's a lot easier. But it is a bit of a shame how injuries can play such a an effect on riders. Like one of my good friends, Josh McDonald's riding for Oxford. He's done a bit in the last couple of years. He was a little bit unfortunate. When he signed for Workington, they then went under um, he then come over and, and picked up with Sheffield throughout the year and and Damien and Mark, since that, I think in 2019, they've been unbelievable to him, the Bateses, and um, they've treated him as if he was one of his own, you know, and, and not only that, he's then come home to then sign for pool and then sign for pool and then COVID hit, so then that was cancelled and then they brought in the rule about the... Um, I can't really remember, but long story short, he then got the drop from Poole and then didn't get his opportunity. And then uh, last year, I can't remember who he picked up with, but this year he, he signed to Oxford, you know, and, and it's he couldn't have went to a better club by the looks of things. Like the Courtney's that's involved in that, have, it's been a full ass every week. I've heard nothing but great remarks from the track. That side sort of thing is just awesome, you know, and, and, Again, Josh he's, um, he started off, he had a bit of an injury in his first meeting, suffered a, a broken tibular in his ankle and then was sidelined for seven weeks, sort of come back, raced at Glasgow the other week in Aaron Summers first meeting back. He dropped a chain in the last heat of the day for heat 14, whatever it was. Josh had nowhere to go, hits his bike, crashes, breaks another piece in his ankle, you know, and, and again, he, he's done three meetings this year and, and he's a writer that tries harder than anyone, mate. Like, on the dedication side of things, you wouldn't meet anyone that's, you know, does it any better than him. He eats properly, trains hard, he does everything he possibly can away from the sport. It's just piecing it together on the night is what's let him down. And I, if I had Chunk's drive to... Um, I've I'm also, I'm always been a naturally fit person and physically I've always been quite healthy and, and all that. So I've sort of had in my head at times that no, I don't need to train and this and that. But if I had chunks drive to, to do that and to eat all the right things and, and put in that effort, you know, earlier in my career, I, I do all these things now, but earlier in my career, I I'd, I'd probably, I wouldn't mind saying where I potentially could be in this stage, but um, hopefully he can get healed up and, and continue racing his bike for, for years to come also, you know. So as you said about Joy again, injury side of things, that he's not the only one and, and he has done a bit of racing this year and it is unfortunate, but there's there's also other people that's in a, a lot worse position and and unfortunately Chunks one of them people, you know. So speedway's a very tough sport at times.
2: It absolutely is, and uh, yeah, best wishes to Jai Etheridge, and hopefully he's he's back sooner than later, which uh, certainly is the plan. But nothing broken on this occasion just a bad bit of bruising I think uh, for for Jai in that crash last week at Oxford Um, let's just give Redcar a mention um, because they roared into the Championship Knockout Cup semi-finals with an emphatic 56-34 win at Berwick on Saturday with the Bears already leading by 12 points heading into the second leg they put the tie beyond the Bandits by going 19-5 up on the night after just four races Eric Riss, Casper Anderson, and Charles right, all hitting double figures for uh, Red Car. Um, Beric, as we know, had uh, a tough night the night before, but Ricky Wells got 10 plus 2 for the injury hit Beric Bandits. Let's hear from um, one of the top scorers then for the Red Car Bears. Eric Riss is uh, in conversation with Ryan Nassau. Yeah,
11: definitely fantastic. You know, the whole team was... um was performing. We all scored our points. Um, I think we sealed the deal quite early. You know, we had uh, we had three, five ones in the first four races. Um, so we got a good lead from the start. Um, obviously we had a, we had quite a comfortable lead already um, coming here, but you know, we, we went here and we wanted to win. So um, yeah, definitely a, a really good night. Um, as you said, we set the tone early. Is, are the team starting to click together now because that's three good performances on the spin yeah i don't really know what happened um but i would say the last two or three weeks we we really you know i don't know we're just having more fun it seems like um before that it was kind of a bit too serious in my in my opinion and now it's just obviously you're having fun when you're winning but you know even just in front of the meetings before the meetings where we're having a good laugh we're all getting along really well um, and I don't really know why that is um, but yeah it's just been it's been fun the last few meetings and I think that's a, a big um, you know a big help when it comes to winning. And last one you were riding with Casper Anderson obviously most of the meeting
5: yeah.
11: it really helps when he's going like he is because that helps you as well. Yeah definitely I mean Casper he's class around here um, He loves the. And Heat 15 as well. Yeah, he won Heat 15 in front of Harris. That was impressive. Yeah. Casper's box office here.
2: So there's Eric Riss speaking with Ryan Nassau after the Red Car Bears booked their place in the semi-finals of the Knockout Cup, a tournament, of course, that they won in 2019. And uh, they're going to have to face up against the Edinburgh Monarchs at some point with a date yet to be decided. Josh Pickering uh, is with us. And uh, before you go, Josh, uh, looking ahead to the, the week coming up for you, you've got a few meetings, a busy one with um, Edinburgh because you're facing Berwick home and away. And uh, of course, Kings Lynn will be in action uh, next Monday, as we know, at Wolves as well. But uh, how's the rest of your week looking?
5: Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm doing a guest booking tomorrow night at Birmingham also. So I'm, uh, I'm racing for Birmingham tomorrow night. I then have Thursday off. I'm Friday Edinburgh, Saturday Berwick. Sunday I was meant to be in Poland, but they've um, changed the team around a little bit. So myself and Sam will be sending that one out. Monday, be back at Wolves. Um, Wednesday... I'm doing a guest booking for Plymouth at, at Oxford, Friday I'm um, at Edinburgh and then Sunday I'm at Glasgow. So we've got the, the Scottish Derby at the end of the month and and that rounds it up to, for 20 meetings this month for me. So it's, it has been a very busy time.
2: Wow, but a, a fruitful one. Make hay while the sun shines, I think the saying is.
5: Yep, exactly right, mate. And um, today's really my only day off. Um, last week, things were a little bit tough and you know uh, it was just felt like at times the week was never going to end and then obviously what we've done over the weekend and i raced friday I, I had friday off but on thursday night i snapped the chain in in me fourth ride at king's lynn and i ended up bending my bike so i've on friday i i spent like 11 hours mate from washing two bikes i had to ride my second bike then and And then stripping my bike down, drive an hour and a half, get the thing straightened, drive an hour and a half back, build everything back up, get everything ready. You know, it was 9 a.m. I got in the workshop and I left at 9 p.m. And then I raced Leicester Saturday and then straight down to Luton. Um, Flew out early Sunday morning, raced pole on Sunday, didn't get much sleep again Sunday night. Race, flew back Monday morning early, got back to the workshop at 10 a.m. yesterday went and washed my bike that I raced at Leicester on the Saturday night and then come home for a two-and-a-half-hour nap to then to go and race Wolves last night. So this morning I had a bit of a sleep in, had some breakfast, just went out for lunch with my wife and, and Sam and Tegan and their little son Lenny. So um, now I've come back, talk to you, and then as soon as we finished here, I'm, I'm going to go and wash the bike because the weather would have cooled off a little bit. And then... Um, Again on tomorrow night, Birmingham, we start again.
2: Hashtag Speedway Life, as they call it. Let's have a look at the uh, fixtures coming up then, and, and you've, you've touched on a few that you're involved in, uh, starting with Birmingham versus Oxford in the Jubilee League at 7.30 at Perry Bar. Poole versus Scunthorpe in the Championship and Oxford versus Leicester in the National League. On Thursday at Redcar, it's the British Under-19 Championships, the individual tournament there. Starts at 7.30 at the Echo Arena, and then in the Premiership, it's Ipswich versus Sheffield. Friday Friday. You're back in action again. Edinburgh versus Berwick in the Jubilee League in the Scottish section. And um, in the northern section of the Jubilee League, it's Scunthorpe versus Leicester. And you can watch that one on the British Speedway Network This Friday from 7.30. Then on Saturday, uh, the return of uh, the fixture between uh, Edinburgh and Berwick back at Sheelfield Park at 6.30. And then they've got a National League knockout cup semi-final. Berwick bullets against the Leicester Cubs at eight o'clock after that um, championship uh, jubilee fixture. And then on Sunday, Leicester versus Berwick in the championship at 6, at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. And then a couple of fixtures in the National League on Sunday. Kent versus Oxford. Mildenhall versus Bellevue. Monday, um, Bellevue versus Peterborough. And Wolverhampton versus Kings Lynn in the Premiership. And, of course, that latter one is going to be the featured match on Eurosport. Eurosport 2, 7.30, the start time for that. And then on Tuesday, uh, back at the uh, Coliseum, as they call it. It's uh, Plymouth versus Oxford in the Jubilee League southern section as well. And that takes you uh, over the um, next week or so. And then we'll also be moving into the Speedway of Nations next week as well. That gets underway next Wednesday, July 27th. We'll be talking more about that on next week's episode. Thanks, Josh Pickering, for joining us and um, good luck with your matches coming up and hopefully you can get away from Wolves quicker than I did with the the roadworks that were going on and all the main roads were shut. It took me forever to get to the M6, but anyway, have a good one and we look forward to seeing you on Eurosport.
5: Yeah, well, for me, it was, it was very easy because it took me six minutes to get home and it was good for me once, but usually, mate, I know all about it and... And last Thursday was the first night I've actually been home after Kings Lynn. But like this year, I think I've raced every Thursday, whether it be uh, Ipswich or, or Kings Lynn or whatever like that. But last Thursday night was the first night that I've get, got to go home on Thursday after a race meeting because usually I drive straight up to Edinburgh and get there at 4 a.m. So um, that, that was nice that it happened. And in a... You know realistically considering that i, I bent my bike and that it wasn't very good and obviously friday um I, I had all day to to prepare it if i had to race edinburgh friday leicester saturday and then poland sunday and then Woolhampton monday i just would have been washing two bikes this morning i would have been running ragged to get everything straight and that i i've you know would have done the other day and I wouldn't be talking to you now because I'd have to be getting everything sorted for tomorrow. So I was sort of happy it happened when it happened.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's to a nice straightforward week and uh, thanks for joining us on on this episode of the podcast. I'm sure everybody's uh, enjoyed hearing what you've had to say and uh, we'll see you soon on the track and no doubt uh, hear you soon on, on Eurosport at some point as well. Thanks for joining us.
5: Thanks, mate. Thanks very much.
2: Kingsland captain and Edinburgh Monarchs star an all-round exciting racer Josh Pickering, our guest on this week's episode of No Breaks No Fear. I think that's about it for this week. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back with you next week with a look back at the few fixtures that are happening In the Premiership and uh, some stuff happening across the Championship over the coming days as well. So we'll be at a few of those and uh, bring you some interviews. And of course we'll be looking ahead to the Speedway of Nations and the British Final. Because uh, our episode next week will be the last episode before the British Final gets underway. So uh, we're working on that now and uh, we're bringing you that next week and uh, it'll be available next wednesday is the plan have a great week in speedway wherever you're heading i know the weather's been pretty warm the last few days i think it's going to return to normal levels but you've heard some fairly decent uh, matches are taking place over the course of this week up and down the country go along and support your local side and don't forget to check out our previous episodes of our podcast as well some great episodes uh, and some great guests that we've had over the course of this season just look back through them on uh, your app of choice whichever you use and we'll be back with you uh, next wednesday as i say for the next episode of no breaks no fear have a great week no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast
10: sports social podcast network